Hello, lovelies. Welcome to Nipple Effect. Uh, my name is Jen 1N. I am your host. And on this podcast, we'll be we will be talking about censorship and nudity and all things that contribute to a society that is afraid of a female naked body. Um, our first guest, well, okay, first, a couple disclosures. I'm not really big into over-editing because I think it's sterile and stiff and weird and that's not how we are in life. So this is just going to be a very unedited podcast. Please bear with us as I say all my ums and likes and overcorrect and stutters and can't complete full sentences because that happens a lot. Second, I am recording from my home in Los Angeles and I am surrounded by a lot of birds. So you might be hearing a lot of birds in the background. Just think of it as a nice little relaxing break to your day. <laughs> and then uh, lastly, we created this podcast because, uh, well, first to support our nonprofit. And our nonprofit is called We Are She, the Movement. And We Are She is a nonprofit that offers women the opportunity to be photographed nude uh, in a way that empowers them to reclaim their bodies and express their nudity in a way that feels right for them. Because I think in this world, the only nude bodies we end up seeing are ones that are either hypersexualized or are censored, or they are from people who have gone through a vetting process and have been quote unquote chosen to be valuable enough to be seen naked i.e. models which uh, there's nothing wrong with models it's just we just want to give women the opportunity to participate in that and kind of you know broaden the spectrum of what a nude body looks like so uh we created this podcast because we were doing an igtv live series and then our account has been we lost our privileges because our account has been flagged so many times from posting our images, our nude images, albeit censored, but still, you know, not up to snuff for Instagram's AI filtering. And so we could no longer do our IGTVs. And so we decided to take it to the podcast world. So here we are. Uh, we are raising awareness for our nonprofit. We are raising awareness for our petition that we have to Instagram where we are asking them to immediately cease the harmful practice of uh, censoring female bodies within the art space. That's our specific angle we're, we're in our petition. Um, and so today, in this little introduction, we have our first guest. <laughs> Her name is Emily Bruno. She is a Swedish mother of two boys, model since her early teens, married to an actor and has a background in advertising and marketing. She's an avis, avid horseback rider, skier, and hiker, and she claims she's an overall outdoor lover. Um, Amy, is, one of our was team members, is the one who introduced me to her because um, she thought she would be a good podcast guest because Emily on her Instagram had posted an image of her stating that um, she's she's a 43-year-old woman. She can appreciate her body, herself and her body, in a completely different way than she did in her 20s. And we just thought it'd be cool to kind of talk about that, about her journey with self-love and what it's like to raise boys and her different approach 
or her approach to nudity being raised in Sweden versus what it was like when she moved here. So I hope you enjoy this conversation with Emily. I was like a ball of goddamn nerves when we did this in like a very weird way. So I was very much in my head and I hope it doesn't translate like that, but hopefully there's some stuff you can glean from this. Um, And if you would like to support this podcast or you want to support the nonprofit, you can follow us on Instagram at we are she underscore the movement. Um, We also are accepting donations either one-time donations or if you want to become a monthly subscriber, that's the best way to sustain this work. And if you want to read our petition, you can do that online. There's a bunch of ways. Also, the most important way, actually, I'm going to, I'm going to step back a little bit and say that the most important way that you can support this podcast is to sign up for our newsletter. Do it online. I send it out on Mondays, and that's just like the quickest and easiest way to kind of keep your pulse on the movement. Um, and will be the easiest way for you to find out when we are doing our next installation of nude portraits. It's going to be here in LA. The only um, barrier to entry is simply your willingness to participate. So if being photographed nude is something you wanted to do, but you've maybe been afraid to do it alone or haven't had the money to do it because it can be very expensive... Um, sign up, man. We want to see your body. We want to photograph you. Not want to see your body, not in like a fucking creepy way like that. But we want you, we want to empower you. We want to help you liberate yourself from society's very unrealistic standards. So uh, I think that's all I have for today. I hope you enjoy this little conversation. And also the beat for this tune was provided for us by the very wonderful Michael Bussey, who's got some music on Spotify under the the nun de plume, Mr. Fritz Cook, I think. Oh my god, I'm looking at it right now. I feel very unprepared. Nope, 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 nope. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh my lord. Fritz Cook, not Mr. Sorry, straight up Fritz Cook. Give it a follow. I don't know. He's great. All right. I love you all. Have a great day. Love this episode. I'll see you next week. And I get like, you know, thinking we can do things and then, but I'm glad you're here. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I'm happy to be here too. I was really happy that we got connected and that, I know. You know we can talk I know. about this. So I this know. I know. Awesome. Me too. So I just kind of want to like jump in. I mean, I know we got going real good on our phone call. And then I was like, oh my God, we have to stop talking because I'm just going to talk about all the things. And then that's just going to be the thing on the phone and it's not going to be here, which is where I want it to be. So, um, okay. So first I want to know you're from Sweden, right? Yeah. Born and raised. Born and raised Sweden. My whole family is still there. I came over for college when I was 23. Okay, for college. Yeah, I was going to ask that. Did yeah. you come? Yeah. Like, I, I just, I'm curious, what made you want to come to America? And where did you come to? So it's actually pretty interesting. I I, um, I had a boyfriend along, like I'm a serious monogamist. I had a, yes. <laughs> had a, a boyfriend for um, four or five years. And we broke up. And in the same fall... 
my dog died, my horse died, and my grandpa died, and my parents divorced. I know this sounds crazy, but it was just like everything happened within a couple of months. Wow. And I think that I, I mean, I barely spoke English. I hadn't even like thought about traveling or going abroad. I had obviously been traveling a lot as a, as a child and as a teen, but mm -hmm. I was never thinking I was going to live away from my family. And that fall just kind of catapulted me out of the country just to yeah. go and see something else. So I lived in London for a year, learned English, and then that is what made me like, okay, I need to see the world. I need to go somewhere else for college. I need to, you know, like mm -hmm. broaden my horizons mm -hmm. and um, ended up getting a scholarship to Hawaii Pacific University, the um, the private university in, on Wahoo. Mm, in okay. Uh, for communication. So I worked a couple of years between um, my high school and, and the college. So I was a little older. I had a little working experience. So yeah, I landed a, a full scholarship and that just obviously took me, uh, took me there. Cool. And I never thought I was going to ever stay in America though. Like it was just <laughs> one of those things. <laughs> one of those things. I was like, I would never. And then um, about two years in, I met my husband mm. and now I'm here. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So how did you get into modeling? I actually got found on the street. I was buying candy. It's kind of funny. Like so unaware mm -hmm. of of any of my looks or, or anything. I was always been a horse girl. Like mm -hmm. always been bobbing around in my rubber boots, like in the <laughs> in the in the hay and in the barn, like never even thought about it. And then uh, I got approached by this agent who came up to me and hey hey go hey do you want to model and I was like sure you know maybe and took took uh, the conversation home to my parents and um they scheduled a test shoot and that test shoot landed me a campaign for Gossard push-up bras okay so my first big <laughs> campaign as a model was <laughs> for push-up bras <laughs> And I remember my dad at that point was like, she cannot, you know, um, look in the camera. She can't be in the bedroom setting. He had all of these rules mm -hmm. on what kind of pictures because it's still so young. And I was like, oh, dad, this thought is so annoying. <laughs> and now having, you know, 14-year-old myself, and I'm really happy that he kind of like took that step and overseeing it. But yeah, it just, again, just went from nothing to a lot very mm -hmm. very quickly yeah and how old were you when you started modeling so 50 I had turned 15 when I started to actually like get oh, paid as a model. oh shit so this was in Sweden still before yeah okay yeah. okay okay yeah whoa I wish I could find that picture uh, for you like right <laughs> spot it's like so crazy <laughs> so I guess I'm I'm curious too so like how what I don't know, man. I'm just thinking of like myself at 15 and I was such a gawky, awkward thing on the one, like physically looked gawky and awkward. But in my head, I was like, take me seriously. I'm a woman. Don't make me small. So I guess I'm just wondering like what, how did that feel for you in terms of like doing the ad for the push-up bra and having your body be, you know, like the subject of the the material so 
it's interesting because at that point, the the guy who found me became my agent and mm-hmm. took me to an agency who then represented me as well. And the agent was with me, and I I kind of trusted him. I met his wife. Like I just kind of felt comfortable with him. Mm-hmm. So at that point, I was so naive, and it was so exciting, and it's a really high quality product that is well represented and you know I was happy to be dolled up and I thought that it was really fun I think that I wasn't in it enough at that point to get that backlash yet I think okay that, that happened a little later yeah I did a damn skin campaign right after that which is just like you know yeah ballerina wear or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's also very body conscious and I don't think I have ever, I had ever thought about my body. I wasn't thinking about being thin or fat or having boobs or not boobs. I wasn't like, there wasn't something that I had kind of processed. It wasn't until I started to do shoot with other models and then really getting into like the catwalk where hmm. I, you know, really was like, I'm, so I'm one I'm 168, so I'm uh, like 5'7", mm-hmm. and uh, you're supposed to be way taller than that, so mm-hmm. we kind of lied and said that was, or my agency lied and said it was 171 centimeters, mm-hmm. and you come to these catwalks, and like, I was so much shorter and so much rounder than everybody, <laughs> I was always saying, like, I felt like a little meatball, you know, <laughs> along these, like, big strings of spaghetti, and, and I think that that's probably when I first was like, wow, like, looking at other bodies and thinking that if this wasn't, like, good enough, mm-hmm. and then having an agency that just, you know, like, they come in and they measure you, like, they would at, at a while because 15 there's a lot of happening in your body still at that age you're still developing and I was getting like more hips and yeah and a little more around my belly and I remember they taking the measuring tape and always like measuring me when I come in and you know being angry if I had gained anything and then that started the whole catapult of Ugh. being like wow I'm not good away the way I am yeah which by the way has been really freeing now when I'm older because I've modeled from 15 to 28 pretty solidly and then um met Dylan got married and and had Damien my older child at 29 so I took a solid break from 29 to 37 I think I was and Mm -hmm. I to be honest with you thought I would never go back like Mm. I had a bad taste in my mouth I was just like I don't think I want to do this I've done it like you know, to the point where everybody's like in January, it's like they're going to go on a cleanse and they're going to be, yeah. and I'm like, F that. Like I have <laughs> cleansed and diet enough for a whole lifetime. I'm going to eat chocolate cake on January 3rd yeah. just because I can't. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like revolting to all of that like restriction. Yeah. So yeah. now coming back, I'm like, first of all, it's way more lifestyle. It's not so much fashion based anymore in my age but yeah uh, you can do some beauty products and whatever but it's just it's just way more like this is who I am mm-hmm. and if you like me take it mm-hmm. and if you don't go somewhere else so like I'm happy to you know miss yeah. out if somebody is going to be judgmental but you don't have that confidence when you're 15 16 17 you know no god no you don't I I got scouted for a modeling agency too but I didn't have the right body type either 
and I think I was 16 and I remember just being like like I'll go back and read my journals from then and I'm just like if I could just have a smaller stomach if I could just (laughs) this then everything would be great and it just makes me think like it's just like I just feel like if if anything were to shift it would at that age, it would have to come from the outside in, right? Because you're not developed enough yeah. to like have a sense of yourself or of anything really within yourself. So it just, I think about like those young girls and I'm just like, well, it has to be the peers and the media and everything that has to kind of shift to just yeah. be like, this is how a teen girl looks and it's okay. And like, I don't know. I don't know. I guess I'm just. Yeah. No, I mean, 100%. It's interesting. And I traveled, we were in Cuba, it's probably now like two years ago. And I think a lot of um, countries are are way better, but but Cuba really stood out to me. Mm. It was the first time in my life that I felt like I was ugly for being skinny. It was just definitely one of those things where like, the women were carrying themselves with confidence and hips and mm-hmm. butts and it mm-hmm. was just sexy because they they liked it and they were confident in their own bodies and it was a fascinating trip to me I mean like everybody mm. else is like yeah Emily that's cool and I was like no but look like oh my <laughs> gosh and she's so beautiful and they're like uh-huh uh-huh I heard it now like 400 times but it really kind of like pulled the heartstrings because it's yeah. like this is how it's supposed women are women right yes. we're supposed to having the curves and a lot of guys are kind of like naturally skinny and here we're like no all the women should be skinny looking like boys and all the boys should be super bulky and muscular Mm -hmm. like it's all fabricated and Mm -hmm. not Mm -hmm. true yeah yeah just like the weird kind of cultural definitions we come up with like what the ideal feminine is and what the ideal masculine is it's super interesting um yeah okay so i we talked about this on the phone a little bit and i wanted to ask you what the difference was for you growing up in Sweden and how nudity was handled there versus when you came here and how nudity was handled here culturally and otherwise? I mean, it's it's such a big question because there's so much to talk about, which, which is where I want to, you know, have this discussion to talk about it. Yeah. I think a lot of people have like this, I mean, think being like Sweden and everybody's naked. And I'm like, no, it doesn't work like that. I'm not topless just to be topless. I don't walk around naked because that's what I want to do. It's just when it makes sense. Like, yeah, I'm not ashamed over my body. I, I grew up in a family that wasn't ashamed of anybody's bodies. And we weren't looking at it like it was something else than just the body. Like, you know, sauna is a really big, uh, big thing in Sweden. And mm-hmm. we would have family saunas Mm -hmm. and you go in in the sauna you usually like sit on the top of a towel around your waist but it's like even if you didn't it wouldn't matter you know like it it really wasn't a big deal and then you go in and take a shower and somebody walks by because they know how to get into the sauna like nobody's been like oh my god that's my dad standing naked like it's just like well like somebody's showering i'm gonna go into the sauna sweet Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. or like we would sail we sail a lot growing up and of course, I would jump in with my bathing suit if it made sense. But sometimes when it's windy, 
when you come up from the water and your bathing suit is wet, it gets cold sitting in the wind. Mm -hmm. So if it made more sense to just take it off, jump, plunge in, go up and put it back on, that's what you did. Mm -hmm. It's like nobody ever thought about that as strange Mm -hmm. and weird. Mm -hmm. Um, And then coming to America, I think... I mean, even, even, I don't think I got like culturally really accepted that I was here until I became a mom. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's like I had that, you know, like I had that thought. I was like, yeah, I'm going to live here for a while. And then you have kids and then suddenly you realize, yeah, I have kids. I'm raising a family here. Like this is actually where I'm going to be. And these are the teachers and the sports teams and the friends and and they taught the kids early on in school. Like, you know, they couldn't show their privates. And it was such a hush-hush yeah. around it so early. Really? That it just instantly then becomes something awkward. Because a kid is not growing up thinking it's awkward. Mm-hmm. It's just we are making it awkward and saying that you have to cover up all the time. Mm-hmm. And and I remember we had to take this different side streets during Halloween time to go from from uh, Montessori where they were um, in preschool back home because around Halloween we had this neighbor who would hang like headless babies drippy babies from their trees and like they a man in like an electric chair and like some other bloody zombies all over the yard (laughs) and the gory stuff and the kids were like scared of it and we had to take a different route And I remember saying to my husband, I was like, how on earth is it okay with all of this violence and this gore Mm -hmm. where you can't show a nipple? Mm -hmm. Like there's something completely Mm -hmm. wrong with this picture. Mm -hmm. And he hadn't thought about it either as an American, but he's like, you know what, you're really right. Like this is, this is pretty crazy. It shouldn't, shouldn't be this way. And I'm like, no, it really shouldn't. And I have just refused to become that American person that mm-hmm. uh, is covering up. Um, I mean, my kids have not been like super self-aware either because we have been so open mm-hmm. with, with nudity. And again, when it makes sense. Right. And I'm thinking now, we just, you know, remodel our house. We all move down to <laughs> the pool house. It's the size of the studio. There's one shower, one bathroom. We all sleep in the same room. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how inconvenient it would have been if I hadn't been open about this. Like the yeah. fact that if we shower, I have to just walk out of the shower. I'm not going to stand there and try to cover up and change in front of my kids. Like, mm-hmm. of course, I'm not running around naked and be like, whoop, whoop all the time. But if like, if I come out of the shower and have to change, I change. And they're not even thinking about it. They're not looking at it twice, you know? Yeah. And, and I think that it's a shame that it's not like that more often. Like we have to cover up our bodies like there's something wrong with them yeah well and you bring up you bring up something really interesting too because like okay first how we frame it I think I mean that's where the big thing is for me is that for whatever reason um inadvertently like right now it's like it's like nudity equals sexual And I think that's like the thing where people it's, which goes back. I mean, it has all these repercussions, right? Of like what comes first, the chicken or the egg? Because if it's, if something traumatic happens to you while you're nude, then you would automatically kind of fuse that with like maybe not being a good thing. Do you know what I'm saying? But then also 
what happens within the family nucleus because I am a big believer that like world change I mean first you have to look at yourself but then beyond that it's like if you decide to have a family that's how shit changes is by teaching these new people that come into the world to break these cycles that we've you know been passed down so yeah I don't know what my point was there no and it's (laughs) no but it's interesting when you say like if something bad would have happened to you because you're nude and I do think though that having first of all like nudity have so like sexuality have been used in advertising and you know like it's 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 definitely there but right I think to make it even if it's not just that but to to come to America and realize that it's so hush hush to show a nipple or to show um a little bit of skin or show some sexuality sexuality that it then becomes a way bigger thing it shouldn't be this big of a thing and instantly you know people are drawn to it in usually a pretty negative way like right instead of just looking at and being like this is you know a female that want to express herself or that's a gorgeous you know like it doesn't have to be about sex all the time it's just also about confidence and feeling good in your own skin right right yeah okay there was a question I was going to ask you and now I can't think of it but we'll just move on to (laughs) my next oh no 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 oh no okay wait no I remember okay so you have two sons right yes is that what you said okay two sons um how old are they they will be 12 and 14 next month okay so did you like I guess so was it conscious for you when you were growing up, or sorry, when you were first becoming a mother to just be like, this is my body. I'm not even going to make it a thing. Like, did you have to discuss that with your husband? Like, what was your husband's approach to it? Uh, my, my husband has been, he's an avid traveler. He spent a summer in France. Like he's, he's pretty worldly. Mm-hmm. So, and, and really open I do have some Swedish girlfriends that I don't think their husband would have been as like maybe open mm-hmm. um, as, as mine is when, mm-hmm. because when I pointed out like this, I, I, I don't think like I was never, it was never conscious as far as like, I'm going to run around naked in front of my kids and I'm going to let them know, you know, what a period is and like, like I'm not. You know, like, <laughs> I didn't like, you didn't have like an agenda. Yeah. <laughs> no, exactly. Like I'm going to be this type of mom. But it's more like, I'm not going to change who I am. Like, this is who I mm-hmm. am. And again, this is my nucleus. This mm-hmm. is like, this is there for my role. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they were breastfed, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You, a lot of parents bathe with their kids when they're, um, when they're small. Mm-hmm. And it comes a natural point where their interest shifts mm-hmm. or like now when they're starting to become teenagers where their body changes Mm -hmm. where they feel more private and I think that that's natural and I think that that's great and they can judge that the way they want to you know totally but um it's not that I'm like forcing it upon them in any shape or form but it's more like yeah if if, uh if I come back from riding horses and I'm sweaty and 
nasty, I want to just walk into the laundry room and just drop everything I have to put it straight into the laundry. Right. And I have to walk through the house. Right. Which, again, we talked about has been very interesting now with all the Zoom calls because I have several tests. Like, oh, before, <laughs> oh, you could have told me I to turn off the camera. I can't have, like, some naked mom in the background of their Zoom class. And I was like, sorry. <laughs> so, of course, it leads to at least a comical moment. But it's like, I don't think that they... I hope they don't, and I don't. I don't think that they think about it as weird. Like I don't think that they're thinking about that. I have like this crazy foreign mother, right? But and then you know, plus we're going back to Sweden every year, and they're seeing the way that you know my family that culture is. Yeah, it and it's, yeah, it's just, yeah. it's just way more relaxed when it comes to that, which I just think is so important. Like it's so funny what? now. Oh, go ahead. No, I'm just saying it. It. Of course, it's like a sexual thing, but it's also, again, you're feeding your babies. It's a part of your body that everybody has. Like, it shouldn't become an icon for something that it's not. Right. I think how I'm feeling. Yeah. Yeah. I had a conversation with a girl on um, Instagram at the, like, the very beginning when this was just, like, coming up in me when I was just like, no, like, this is so wrong to have to vilify and censor the female body within art and um and she asked that and she was like well she's like I mean if we are nude we are sexual and I was like "Mm, no I think it's more nudity is nudity it's the situation that you're in it's the context with we can do sexual things with our bodies we can express our sexuality with our bodies but our bodies are not inherently sexual exactly does that make sense like the yeah, 100%. That's, that's and, a, I, and I think that, yeah, I think that that was a little bit of my point, too. It's like when yeah. you're young, you have to find that own inner voice because you don't have the experience and the confidence of looking at yourself as so much more. Mm-hmm. And and there's a lot. I mean, gosh, I'm going through it now. Middle school and it's drama and it's dating and it's hormones. And oh, it's my like, God. There's yeah. a lot going on, right? <laughs> And I think a lot of girls do, in that age, express themselves in a sexual way because it's a newfound voice that they haven't had, like little girls. Suddenly they are are toying with the attention that Mm -hmm. they're getting, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And again, that's natural too. Um, But that does not mean, especially not when we get a little older, that that, um, that's what you're saying. Mm -hmm. If if you want to be naked on a photo shoot, that's something completely completely different mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah and we hope right that as we age that how we identify moves beyond how we look and goes deeper yeah, I mean, into we have like so much more to give as human beings right I yeah mean, it really comes yeah. down to that i think yeah and and it's kind of kind of sad um and i mean it's a bigger discussion too because of female society and you know like how we've been treated in an equal pay i mean you can go like completely political with it as well sure uh but it it's yeah it's not an object it's, right it's just part of something completely natural that shouldn't be that big of a deal yeah me. i agree yeah i agree I always joke yeah. with my I always joke with my like my photography clients and my friends and I'm like I just want to get everybody as naked as possible because it just it just 
is the way that we are and I feel like I've run towards it myself because it has been such a like taboo almost like shameful thing and I'm like why 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 like I'm sure I drove my mom nuts just asking over and over trying to get to the bottom of why it was why it had to be so shameful when you know when it's not so um no I mean to say that I'm like go go backstage to any fashion show oh yeah everybody's naked yeah because you have several wardrobe changes and you have like two and a half minutes before you out again and so everybody's (laughs) radically just throw all of their clothes on and get new clothes on and again it just makes sense like that's I think another thing that's so important to me like people have this perception I think about nudity that you're making a choice and you want to be naked or you want to you know like strut around with your butt you're like no it's just I don't want to cover up when it doesn't make sense yeah like, I'm yeah. gonna be naked when when it would be way easier to get naked like mm-hmm. and that shouldn't be again mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's not that yeah I love a, a nudist yes yes which and there's <laughs> yeah. nothing wrong with that too if you want to be a nudist be no. a nudist but be in a nudist in a situation that is that makes sense I love that you keep coming back to that makes sense because that makes me think of like some rebuttal that we've kind of gotten and actually so on Instagram which is like you know the reason that this whole thing started because we started sharing our images from our from our installation and they were nude and we had to censor them and it bothers me to no end because I'm like this this is such an opportunity to shift this whole perspective to present to allow the nude female form to exist in this space uncensored and to be celebrated, right? To to be to be experienced yeah. as a woman in her power, um, but it's funny because some of the pushback, like we had, <laughs> the very first image that we posted of of the, the nude female form, she wasn't even showing anything, um, but she was a teacher, and somebody yeah. somehow through like the school found out and like reported us and was like this leads boys to porn and this leads this to this oh. and it just and I ah, just was like that's like the nail of the head that's the problem because exactly. nudity is so new it creates this like false porn you know like we have to just normalize it like it yeah. shouldn't be that big of a deal but I mean right. that is so funny because that person is part of the problem. Yes. That is exactly yes. why this problem exists. Yes. Yes. And so yeah. with all of the stuff that we're doing where we're trying to confront people with that nudity to then be like, yeah. if the, if something in this is triggering to you, it's on you to fix it. It's not on the world yeah. to fix it. And yeah. the whole reason I brought this up, this whole thing was because reading through like the, the community guidelines, that's what Instagram says, right? Like their, their whole thing is like, we wanted to make a community that makes other people feel comfortable and safe which I can understand their angle but then I have such a hard time with the way that it's practiced in that you know we have these accounts I mean you can you can literally find porn on Instagram I don't know don't search it please but just know that you can (laughs) I did yeah. one day. I took one day and I was like, I got to see what I'm up against. I got to like educate myself and you can find actual genitalia oh, wow. on Instagram yet, you know, the new- so it's like, so it goes back to my thing of what I was saying. It's like, it's not up to the world to make you feel comfortable, right? It's up to yourself to make yourself feel comfortable in the world. 
hundred percent plus you know like you're free to unfollow like you don't have <laughs> right it's like if you don't like what i'm posting you just stop following me right it's yeah. just one of those things like my my uh my kid uh has gone looked at like crazy crashes you know like one of those where they fly off their skis and their mountain bikes and whatever oh, and like uh-huh. all i'm looking at is like being an athlete on my left myself I was like oh my gosh that hurt oh that person broke a leg and I was like exactly unfollow like right it's like if it's not for you don't look at it it shouldn't Mm -hmm. be offensive to anybody right it's a choice right and it's not up to you to be policing what other people see in terms of like people that try to like report and remove and stuff like that yeah um okay so I have one last question for you which is about so you are you are back into modeling now right Yeah. Yeah. And how, I think we talked about this like a little bit on the phone, right? Like you were just saying something about how it's just completely different being the age you are now and where you're at within yourself and how you're approaching modeling. Um, I don't know. Take it from there. (laughs) Yeah. No, I, and I, and I think I touched about it a little on it a little earlier, but it's like a world of difference to me because I have self-confidence. Mm-hmm. I, for the first time, probably in my life, like I love my, I love my body. I love mm-hmm. myself. Mm-hmm. Like I can, I can look at my, at my body and who I am and just be like, you know what this, this body carried and made to absolutely amazing boys. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, uh, it climbs mountains, it skis, it sails, it rides horses. It's like it does so much other thing. And that's a little bit of like the journey that that you're with, with your body, mm-hmm. you know, like it's mm-hmm. it, where it takes you. Mm-hmm. And sure, there's saggier skins and cellulite and there's uh, sunspots and there's all kind of other things. But that just kind of tells the story of what we've been through at this point. And, and um, like I said, I refuse to go on a diet. Like I refuse to kind of like... Mm-hmm deprive myself of anything like I have done that enough in my life and mm-hmm. it's not a healthy place to be mm-hmm. I never got like sick or anything but but still it's it's a mental tool like in in yeah. your head that kind of like talks to you and I was like I'm not I'm not this is not who I am like I'm, yeah I'm a wife I'm a I'm happily married I have again two amazing boys I have a great life and that should be celebrated and not deprived about anything Mm -hmm. and so coming into this world again also doing a lot of lifestyle shoots I do a lot of like resorts and spas and high-end luxury uh, homes and that Mm -hmm. kind of thing kind of of things Mm -hmm. it's uh where I am in my life now I don't want to look 15 again Mm -hmm. I I'm not really interested in in that whole market and I'm not looking back at it fondly unfortunately I'm not looking back at it with very great memories like Mm -hmm. I kind of look back at it just being like oh I'm so happy like I survived all of those years (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah um a lot of a lot of people get food disorders or again they start to do drugs or they start to do other things like Mm -hmm. I never I never went down that path and I'm happy for that so it's really freeing in this age to get in front of a camera and feel beautiful mm-hmm. and and just feel like this is who I am and if I get hired and you're paying me this is what you get like I'm not yeah. going to just wait for you I'm not going to change myself for you yeah 
and and it's it's just a different it's just a different market but it's it's again it's a self-acceptance that I finally have gotten after a lot of years of thinking I'm too short I'm too fat I'm not good enough like mm -hmm, right it's mm -hmm. like that inner voice has been in my ear before becoming a mom and and I think it's just a really cool place to be because you're still not like old and rackety to <laughs> you can't do what you want to do right like being in your 40s you still have all of the energy and power and and you know to do whatever you want to do but but feeling good and actually appreciate your body for what it's kind of bringing you through and taking you yeah the journey yeah. yeah and I love I remember you said that you something you said just triggered something we were talking about in the in our phone call too <laughs> see this is just why <laughs> it's like we don't need to talk about, <laughs> not on the phone only here but yeah. <laughs> you said I we said something about like this whole obsession with not aging when it's like where did this come from because the whole point of life is to like the goal is to live a long life <laughs> like to reach old yeah. age is the goal we don't want to die yeah. young but we have this weird I don't know mentality where it's like well I want to be 80 but I want to look like I'm 30 when I'm 80 or I want to look like I'm 15 when I'm 80 or something you know I don't yeah I mean my mom says it the best she's like oh I look so old but I mean old is what you want to be and I'm like yeah, old is exactly what you want to be. It's like yeah. so simple. Yeah. And, and, you know, like I'm not going to poo-poo any, anybody who wants to like slow the process or, no. or whatever. But but the fascination of of age and anti-aging, mm -hmm. I guess, mm -hmm. is definitely a marketing plug. I mean, oh, there's no question about it. It is like a marketing machine is about multi-billion dollar business, right? So yeah. have to remember that, again, that happiness doesn't come from that for sure like mm -hmm. you if if that's what you're doing make sure that your self-satisfaction your self-acceptance and your self-love isn't stemming from that that you that is just something that you do but the core mm -hmm. is from something way more um you know substantial mm -hmm. than because I think it's easy to get down to that rabbit hole. People start going and then going and then going and then going. And mm -hmm. then suddenly, like, they just look in themselves in the mirror. And I was like, it's well, like, it's, and it's hard because you go? almost want to be like, oh, you were so pretty before that. Why did you? you know, I like, know. Obviously, you wouldn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> But I yes, mean, it's I'm... funny. It's like somebody, somebody was saying to me, they're like, oh, Emily, you're so blonde. I like it. And I'm like, oh, I hate it. Like, I completely hate myself blonde. But you know what? I'm so gray right now. <laughs> I just cannot keep on touching up my roots. I'm over it. Like, I just going to have to put some, like, I'm not, I'm 43. I'm not ready to go gray. But at least, like, some highlights is helping. Like, <gasps> and just, yeah, getting it in. Instead of, like, I'm not going to sit here and go and cover this up anymore. Like, I'm over it. Dude, I'm so jealous. <laughs> I am so jealous. And the irony of my situation, like, I want to be a walking advertisement for the stuff I believe in. And I think gray hair uh -huh. is so cool when it naturally comes in. But my grandmother, yeah. excuse me, she's 99 and her hair still isn't gray. So I think my life is, I'm, oh. I'm like never going to become gray. And it's like such an ironic, rude joke in my opinion. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, I think mine, um, mine came in pretty early, but it was a little... And then it, it, from my dad's side, my mom is the same. She's barely gray. My dad, my dad got gray early, and both my aunts. And 
I do not think it's very pretty. I think it's pretty when you're like silver fox, like when you're like <laughs> full on gray. So I felt like I either have to kind of like, yeah, again, highlight a little bit and, you know, be a little gray again, like owning it mm-hmm. or just like go full on silver. But I don't have that much gray yet. Once once the gray starts to take over, I'm, I I'm, go I'll for it. Picture. I'll get to go. I'm going to fully go for it. Please <laughs> do it for me. <laughs> I will. Uh, I was going to say, it's funny. Oh, go ahead. No, 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 go. Sorry. No, I've said it's so funny. It's like, as far as like accepting gray, uh, that's another thing like with tattoos. I just got a finger tattoo Uh and that's the same thing. My mom is like, what? She's like, why now? And I'm like, mom, I think I would never work in corporate America. I've like given (laughs) up. I think I've given up on that idea yeah. at this point. <laughs> yeah. So like the ones that was hidden before, now I'm like, you know what? I want to have one on my finger mm-hmm. and I can cover it up with a ring. And mm-hmm. the makeup artist on set hates me because I have one on, I have one on my finger and I have one on my lower arm that they have to cover up for shoots. So mm-hmm. they're, they're always like, come in early, you know, like yeah. <laughs> to yeah. cover them up. But it's also kind of a little bit the same thing. I was like, you know what? It's my body. It's my thing. I'm not going to let any anybody else tell me what's okay and what's not okay, especially yeah. like culturally. I think yes. that being in my age and a, and, and a mom and, you know, like a model, like getting tattoos on your hands might be a little taboo and, you know, especially the area where I'm living in. But again, you get to a place where you're like, I don't care what other people think. Mm-hmm. This is my body and I do exactly what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Emily, I think we've we've covered the gamut and we've talked a lot about a lot of good stuff and I feel really good about it. Um, do you Go have ahead. any questions for me in terms of like the the nonprofit or anything like that? No, I mean, we can talk about um, maybe more on the sideline how, how my involvement is going to be going forward because I would love to kind of like keep on promoting and being involved in it because I do think it's such an important message, especially for young girls. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh, Emily, are you still there? (gasps) Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. All right. Well, it looks like we may have uh, disconnected with Emily, but we had reached the end, so... I guess this is it. I guess I'm just going to end by myself. Um, well, to Emily, thank you so much for doing this. And if you have connected with anything that she has said, um, feel free to follow her. We're going to link her in the podcast notes and all that stuff. And then stay tuned and we will talk to you next time. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody.